0: You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI.
1: Well, folks, right now at 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our show on this sunny Tuesday first day of spring and it's brought to you by the lodge pub and eatery now right now look at this just what a beautiful we are so fortunate folks God is good as we're going to be approaching 60 degrees today or at least into the high 50s right now depending excuse me depending on where you are temperatures right around uh let me just check some of the local temperatures just to get an idea of it on this uh First full day of spring, all right, 55 in Woonsocket. It is 57 in New York. District of Columbia with Coach is, 60 degrees. So, yeah, it's a nice day. Let me just check the temperature in Boston. temperature in Boston is 56 degrees. All right, so we have a pleasant day, but the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakdown Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, hey, You can also sit outside. The food is great, and they've had great crowds for March Madness in a big, big way. Folks, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of Route 146. All right, let's bring you up to speed. Now, one thing that President Trump is causing right now is it is a total blackout on any other. Type of news or media, meaning no one else can get any oxygen right now because of how much this story is dominating. Now, what's also should also be noted is the fact that it's happening in New York. That's also a factor because the fact it's happening in New York, you have and that's where all the national media is based so, as a result of that, um, it's getting even, you know, even that much more attention, right? Because of, and what I mean by that is we've heard about some of the things regarding things that they're looking into uh, uh, with the president, with President Trump, say, just as an example, in Georgia. But because it's not New York, you're certainly not seeing a lot about that. But the fact that it puts it in New York really makes it front and center on how this thing is is gonna come down. So I mean that is I and I some of the people, you know, word on the street is he's gonna be arrested today. I, I don't it it certainly is not pointing in that direction. I think if anything, they're saying that they um that they this could drag into tomorrow, but the more I'm reading about this, and we'll talk with our legal expert T- attorney Dodd uh, Tim Dodd, on Thursday. But the more that we are I'm reading about this, th- this certainly sounds as though it is, in fact um wow. It is in fact it's something that could in fact just be a non felony, a misdemeanor and a campaign. And and for that there should be heavy criticism of it. Because now it's just it's just dragging on. Now I'm also seeing that in some way President Trump is saying Hey, I want I want people to see me being let off in handcuffs, and let that be the visual. It I, I I don't does it even warrant that it be let off in handcuffs? I mean, between the the Secret Service would be there, and I I don't I don't know right now. I mean, it doesn't seem as if anything is happening today. So if it's not happening today. Is it possible that the whole thing has has been overblown, meaning that whether or not um, it is in fact going to happen? But as of right now, no charges have been filed. All right, I want to pick up. Here's the latest now. We'll start with today's show, how they're covering this. On this Tuesday morning,
2: no charges have been filed yet against Donald Trump as a grand jury continues to investigate that hush money case. But over the weekend,
3: the former president predicted he would be arrested today. While there is no official indication that that will happen, security is being put in place, both in New York and Washington, D.C., given the potential for protests. No. Will it happen? If it does, when and what is does it all mean for the 2024 presidential race and this is garrett hake is outside the da's office here in new york get us started garrett good morning
4: Hey, Savannah, good morning. The former president set off a firestorm over the weekend when he predicted his own arrest would come today. So far, that hasn't happened, and multiple sources familiar with the grand jury's work tell NBC News it almost certainly won't happen today. Still, the anticipation around a potentially history-making indictment of a former president is growing after grand jurors met with a new witness Monday. On the brink of a possible criminal indictment by a Manhattan grand jury, former President Donald Trump remaining defiant, weighing in overnight on Truth Social.
0: Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. In a new video,
4: lashing out at Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, now wrapping up his investigation of Mr. Trump's alleged effort to keep an extramarital affair a secret by paying hush money to adult film actress Stormy Daniels.
5: I'm the only thing
1: standing between the
4: American dream and total anarchy, madness, and chaos. Grand jurors have heard testimony from former Trump fixer turned fierce Trump critic Michael Cohen, alleging Mr. Mr. Trump gave him $130,000 in 2016 to buy Daniel's silence. The former president has denied any wrongdoing. On Monday, a new witness, Cohen's former legal advisor, Robert Costello, was asked to testify at the request of Mr. Trump's legal team, blasting Cohen's credibility.
6: If they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohen is far from solid evidence.
4: Cohen's response. The district attorney has the documentation in order to validate every single statement that I've made. In lower Manhattan, law enforcement officials are bracing for possible charges against Mr. Trump, increasing security around the DA's office. Trump's potential Republican presidential rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, taking a dig at Bragg.
5: That's an example of pursuing a political agenda. While also taking a veiled shot at the former president. I what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair? I just I can't speak to that.
4: House Republicans launching an investigation of Bragg's investigation, though Democrats say Congress has no jurisdiction over a local DA.
1: President Trump announced he was going to run for president again, and suddenly here they go. Now they're coming after him for some alleged bookkeeping error. You've got to be kidding me.
4: And the Manhattan DA's office is firing back at those House Republicans, releasing a statement overnight that reads in part, we will not be intimidated by attempts to undermine the justice process. Meanwhile, Michael Cohen also mentioned that he was brought back by prosecutors in case he was needed to rebut Costello's testimony yesterday, but was ultimately released without having to do so. Savannah?
3: All right, Garrett, thank you. All
1: right, so that is, in fact, right now, the latest. That is the latest. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some more sound on this. One thing it is done, folks, good afternoon at 114. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Well, one thing that can't be denied is by President Trump putting out that he expects to be arrested, indicted this week. It, it absolutely has just suffocated the rest of the field. And what I've noticed, whether it's, it's Mike Pence, former Vice President Pence, or whether it's Nikki Haley, or whether it's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Anytime they're speaking, all they're doing is seemingly is fielding questions on President Trump. So today is Tuesday. He said today was going to be the day. Now they're saying... That the grand jury is going to meet, I think, again tomorrow. So that gives another day of coverage. My point is, President Trump is making it virtually impossible for anyone to get any type of traction. He is freezing out the field. With all this, I'm not convinced it's all positive, by the way. I want to be really clear about that. I I think the polls, you know, the polls are showing how his Republican base just keeps getting stronger. The numbers that I'm interested to see at 116 on this Tuesday are female independent voters and female Democrat voters who voted for him in 2016 or 2020? What are they thinking right now? You go back to 2016 and when the choice was President Trump or Hillary, he won that. But I'm not convinced that this latest um Amount of publicity as much as it's dominating, it's definitely drowning out the Republican field. But I, I'm not convinced that it it carries over. And I know some people, well, yeah, but he'll win the primary. Well, what's the point though? Is the point to win the presidency or just win the primary? This portion of our program on this sunny Tuesday, it's so delightful out. It's brought by it's my health. No, right now, it's one seventeen. It's Tuesday, March twenty first. And if you're on Menden Road, right now there's someone on Menden Road, and you're listening on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You know, you could pop over and visit Maria at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road, historic white church, the flag out front, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. And inside, it's all quality products, vitamins, herbal products remedies, homeopathic remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity, local products like ice, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce. How about some nice teas? Why not support a local retailer who has quality merchandise? It's my health. And also, Hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skincare products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. For folks, and Marie, the service is fantastic. It's nice to have a nice, good local retailer. It's my health. And especially right now, if you're riding along on Menden Road, pop in and see Marie, the queen of health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It, it's my health. Folks, right now at 119. You're listening to the John DiPietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And this portion of our program is brought by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say when your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Or appears on all makes and models of appliances. Maybe your washing machine is not working correctly, or your dryer, or the dishwasher, or the stove, or a microwave. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts, and labor. And Ryan's Appliance Repair offers a senior citizen's discount. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call today, 401-710-7096. So far, there have been no massive protests. So far. I, it seems President Trump is reeling in his initial thing of telling people to go out, protest. It's Civil War time, cause havoc. All of that, I, I notice that that's not happening. That doesn't seem to be happening. That That is the last visual they need right now, is anything like that. Um, now, I also think, though, they, they underestimate, I know they like to think if they arrest him, people are going to, um, you know, they're going to be rioting in the streets and people are going to, I, I, I get that they like the idea of that, but that, that doesn't pay off. The grand jury is going to reconvene tomorrow, so it's not happening today. And some of the people that are out, that are protesting, I, I don't, I don't think it helps the cause because then it it just seems is a very light turnout. So I think that was a mistake. I recognize there are a number of uh, Trump supporters that listen to this program. I get that, but we have to deal in. Reality And reality is, is, you know, they, they, they do make mistakes, and they're making a lot of mistakes. I think the whole thing of calling Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, groomer, I think is a mistake. I think President Trump suggesting that Governor DeSantis is possibly secretly gay. I believe, my opinion, that that's a mistake. He's doing that. All right, I want to hear, this is the Good Morning America breaking down where things stand. This
0: was the day former President Trump said he would be arrested. And while that seems unlikely to happen, the possibility of a looming indictment has this city on alert for protest. Overnight, former President Trump releasing an insult-filled statement on social media about prosecutors and Stormy Daniels after earlier making an unverified claim he would be arrested today, stemming from an investigation into a hush payment to the porn actress weeks before the 2016 election. It's not the payment, but the way Trump accounted for it that could make him the first former president to face criminal charges. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has been investigating this for years, but in recent weeks called in former aides Kellyanne Conway and Hope Hicks, along with Michael Cohen, once Trump's fixer, who has already served federal prison time for writing the check, he says, at Trump's direction. The facts are the facts. The truth is the truth the truth will always rise. Robert Costello, a lawyer who testified for Trump and said he once advised Cohen, called him unreliable. And I've listened to Michael Cohen stand in front of the courthouse and say things that are directly contrary to what he said to us. Republicans, including one of Trump's potential 2024 rivals, said charging him now smells of politics and took a shot at the district attorney.
5: They weaponized their office to impose a political agenda on society. On social media, Trump called for protests,
0: and that has drawn the attention of law enforcement. Seen here dropping metal barriers at court.
2: NYPD's uh. doing their normal role of making sure that uh, there are, there's no inappropriate actions in the city.
0: Intelligence bulletins obtained by ABC News warn of a significant increase in threats and violent rhetoric, and say some of Trump's most ardent supporters are still willing to fight on his behalf. Who? And we're told there are no specific threats, but the NYPD and the U.S. Secret Service have started talking about security in the event Trump is indicted.
1: Who Who are the people? Who are the people that are fighting? Who are the people that are willing to fight? It's all made up. It's all made up. There are still people. There are not any people. No, they're not. There are still people willing. No, there's not. It's a lie. Wrong. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. No, there are not. No one is doing that. Ridiculous. I think it is. No. There aren't people. Regular people. Regular people that vote. Regular people that have families. Regular people that That they don't want to punch police and get arrested. That was a bunch of yahoos on January 6th because they had 50,000 people around them. And now all of a sudden, who? Who are these people? There is no more of these groups. All those groups from 2020 have evaporated. Or into 2021. The people that were showing up yesterday. In Manhattan to protest. They, they didn't want to show their faces. No, it's all absolute nonsense. But I, I still disagree. You know, I grand jury hears from last witness. I think it is. I don't see how this helps. This solidifies. He's going to be a moder, A martyr. Hmm. Um, Trump and DeSantis going at it. Uh, that doesn't seem good. How, listen, that is not, I don't think that's a winning formula. I don't think it is. I think you have to look into what people, people are very upset the way things are going right now. People don't like for a lot of different. There's reasons to be concerned. China and Russia, our banking situation. There's there's a lot of things to be concerned about right now. And all of this stuff, I'll tell you also exactly what it does. It gives a total free pass to the Biden administration. That's what it does. No one's talking about what they're doing right now. Nope. No one's talking about the high cost of inflation. No, notice what is President Trump also doing? He's t- taking the focus off Ohio of all of this. I and I want you to understand this. I I fundamentally at one twenty seven on this Tuesday. I want you to understand. I just disagree with the strategy. Let's make this big. Let's make it get everybody riled up. I'm gonna get arrested. i'm gonna i i that that wasn't necessarily the way they had to go. That's the way they chose to go i don't I don't agree with it. I think there were other ways to play this and and I'm not saying you ignore it it's it's happening, but I don't think this was, um, I don't think this is, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. i also just want to, I know the ACLU was saying the amount of um, suspensions that are being handed out. A, a lot of this, though, if you're a teacher, let me just play this report. Channel 12 did a story on it. If you're a teacher, it's, it's not easy to keep control in the classroom. Let me just play this report found please.
2: that More than a third of those suspensions were given out to students in grades K through 5. 12 News reporter Lauren Brill joins us live in studio with more details about what else the report uncovered. Lauren?
7: While the ACLU of Rhode Island report details that more than a third of -of out-of-school suspensions were given to K-5 through students for instances such as insubordination or disrespect. The report also states it found discriminatory and harmful suspension patterns affecting black, multiracial, and Hispanic students. This study comes after a 2016 law passed by the Rhode Island General Assembly. According to ACLU policy associate Hannah Stern, the goal was to see if the law was effective. The report looked at the suspension rates from 2016 to 2019. And unfortunately, what we found is that um, these racial disparities, these disparities for students with disabilities, they're persisting. The report shows that in the 2018-2019 school year, there were and 16 out of school suspensions of kindergartners and first graders, and 1,400 suspensions of K through five students that year. Four offenses that are really more minor, offenses like insubordination or disrespect. According to the report, across three school years, black and multiracial students statewide experienced out of school suspensions at a rate more than one and a half times higher than the population within the school. And Hispanic students were suspended at a rate 1.3 times higher. The ACLU also found across each school year, students with disabilities were at least two and a half times likely to be given an out-of-school suspension as students without a disability. Hannah tells me their findings show that these disparities are happening consistently throughout Rhode Island districts, with Barrington and Narragansett being some of the highest. 12 News reached out to Barrington and Narragansett school officials but have not heard back. Going forward, Hannah hopes this data will spark change. I think they need to be looking at this data and using it as a jumping off point to see what they can do to improve the educational
3: experiences for these students.
7: The report recommends strengthening the language in the 2016 law and in most situations, getting rid of out-of-school suspensions for K-5 through students. New legislation is expected to be heard at the state house in the coming weeks. Reporting live in the studio, Lauren Brill, 12
3: News.
1: You know, that is problematic for the teachers that are trying to maintain some kind of order in the classroom, but then they have to deal with the disruptions. How about the fact, where's the accountability? For the fact that the there was a um a fire at a homeless encampment this morning, Did you hear about that? Where is the accountability for that? why aren't they, that that absolutely you know you you notice the homeless advocates they they don 't like to talk about that. The fire department had to extinguish a homeless encampment fire, and it was near a commercial building by the way. So Channel 10 has a story on this. Um, Why aren't they trying to find the cause of it? I don't know the answer to that, by the way. I don't know the answer. They should be trying to find the cause of it. I think I have the story. Here we go
3: in Providence is under investigation right now. Firefighters say this scene was a tricky one to contain. NBC10's Allegra Zaymore is live in Providence with the details. Hey, Allegra. Yeah, Barbara, Cruz responded to the area behind this ABC supply building just after 5 o'clock this morning. And that fire started in between the building and the train tracks behind it, making it difficult for firefighters to locate. Providence firefighters were called to put out a fire near 200 Whitehall Street around 520 Tuesday morning. When they got to the scene, first responders say they saw flames and smoke, but couldn't figure out where it was coming from.
1: We were able to finally locate it. It was the homeless encampment behind the um, the ABC supply building here. Um, so companies were able to get water on it um, and uh, extinguish the
2: fire.
3: Providence Deputy Assistant Chief Craig Grantham says they had a hard time getting water to the scene because it was far from the road.
1: Given the size of the fire, we had to lay a- feeder line from Union Avenue down, which is uh, approximately 800 feet of feeder line. There's a fence they had to cut through, uh, and it's it's down in the back, down through some a uh, uh, very small stream and up another little hill to get to it.
3: The fire was contained to a small shed-like building and the grass around it. The ABC Supply Center tells NBC 10 their building was not impacted by the fire, but they have had several problems with the encampment over the years. They tell us there's never been violence, but they've called the police about the encampment numerous times. Firefighters say they don't believe anyone was around the encampment at the time of the fire.
1: It's kind of hard to tell because there was a significant amount of damage. Uh, trash burns pretty well um, but it didn't appear to be anybody around at the time
3: and officials say no one was hurt but they're still trying to figure out what may have caused this fire live in providence nbc 10 news you
1: know where, where is the accountability on something like that they absolutely should get to the the cause of it well good afternoon on this sunny tuesday it's 134 You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Hey, maybe you have some firearms that you'd like to sell or sell on consignment. Bring them to John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, Competition Shooting Supplies. Firearms, accessories, arms for all skill levels. Selection assistance, gun, gun fittings, and if you would like to, maybe you'd like to be a little more liquid right now. Maybe for different reasons, you could use some extra cash right now. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Um, it's competition shooting supplies. And John Francis, he will. Sometimes someone passes away and they had a gun collection and people decide, um, you know, they want to instead sell it. That's fine. But you can bring it to competition shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street. In Pawtucket. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to. Um, here is Governor DeSantis yesterday. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will not get involved with what's going on right now regarding, uh, let's see, with President Trump. Here we go. You
7: know what your thoughts are. Trump indictment. And if you have any role in it, um, if charges are brought on him, will you have any role
5: in extradition to New York? We are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros DA, okay? He's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base uh, I've got real issues I've got to deal with here in the state of Florida. We're obviously shutting down uh, CBDC, which is important. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature. Uh, I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. Uh, I can't spend my time uh, worrying about uh, things, things of that nature. So, so we're not going to be involved in it in any way. Um, I'm fighting for Floridians, and I'm fighting back against Biden. That's what I do every single day.
1: I think that was a good answer. I don't know why President Trump did not like the answer. President Trump uh, went after him very, very aggressively. I think uh, when you you have, I, I don't know if Governor DeSantis, I don't know what he would sound like on a debate stage. I don't know if he's ready to be president. I think a lot of people are looking for some alternative to what we have right now. I know that's the fact. But- I I think it's uh I think it's tough I do, I I think like a lot of you, um you hate to see th- them you know kind of going at it now. Let me use, this is new. Former Raimondo staffer joins race for the first congressional district. Who is that? Nick ordiello is joining the race. He is a Democrat, Providence resident. Uh, let's see. He served as an aide for Mayor Pete in 2020 and works in the green energy economy. (laughs) So not a household name. I have no idea if I've ever met that guy. But he now is jumping in. The fact that Helena Folks is not in and the fact that Speaker Sakachi is not in, that really opens up the field for people that that want to run. I also want to play someone asked me about this and Tucker Carlson uh, spoke last night on the danger that we're falling into if in fact uh, what they're doing with President Trump, if this is allowed to happen how forever it would Change our elections, and i want to I want to just hear it i I think there's a lot of it's a little bit of a broad brush but um, the whole element of you know go after President Trump at any cost I want to play it this is uh Tucker Carlson. I'll just play some of it from last night. The rumor
6: on the internet over the weekend was that Donald Trump will soon be indicted, possibly even handcuffed on camera. Is that true? We can't say. We do know that Trump is the subject of a grand jury investigation in Manhattan. That's a city that voted against Donald Trump by almost 80% in the last presidential election. We also that the grand jury was impaneled by a Soros-funded DA called Alvin Bragg, who looks and acts like a Tawana Brawley-era Al Sharpton. So we would assume on the basis of that evidence that it's pretty likely Trump does get charged with something at some point, but charged with what? That's the question that should matter. In a free country, laws are universal. Laws apply to all citizens equally precisely because all citizens are considered equal. For generations, this was very obvious to American liberals. In fact, it was the basis of their worldview. That was back when liberals opposed Jim Crow and were not trying to reinstate it as something called equity. We are not liberals, but we retain the traditional American view, which is that laws must be applied equally or else they're not laws at all. Right. Justice must be blind or else it is tyranny. So we spent the day with the help of a lawyer on our staff trying to assess the likely charges against Donald Trump. And here's what we found. Eight years ago, as he was running for president, Trump paid a porn actress called Stormy Daniels $130,000. Daniels alleged that she and Trump had at one point had sex. Trump denied that. He still denies it. But in exchange for promising not to repeat that claim in public, Trump, through his then attorney Michael Cohen, sent Stormy Daniels a check. Was that legal? Well, we can answer that question. Because there was a campaign in progress at the time, officials at the Federal Election Commission later examined the transaction between Trump and Stormy Daniels. Federal investigators concluded that nothing criminal had taken place. And in fact, settlements like this, whatever you think of them, are common both among famous people, celebrities, and in corporate America. The result is usually known as an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. In this case, you can believe whatever side you want to believe, but paying people not to talk about things, hush money, is ordinary in modern America. According to the FEC, there was no need for Donald Trump to report his payments to Stormy Daniels, nor was the money that he sent her through his attorney subject to campaign finance limitations. The FEC determined the entire thing was a personal expenditure. It clearly was. So what is the crime here? Right. Well, the media don't seem very interested in finding out. This is Donald Trump. He's a criminal. Everything he does is a crime. Watch.
7: Simply because he may have committed worse crimes, you don't let him off of lesser crimes. If you are, for example, seeking a prosecution for murder, if the guy gets caught drunk driving in another context before that, you don't just let him go because you have bigger fish to fry.
5: Nobody is above the law, including Donald Trump. It doesn't matter that this is kind of a minor crime compared to some of the other allegations. A crime is a crime is a crime
3: is a crime. That's what anybody prosecuting or a judge would say.
2: A crime is a crime is a crime, as Mika mm-hmm. said. An indictment is an indictment is an indictment. When I hear people saying this is much to do about nothing, I think about all the members of Congress I served with and understanding every single one of them would have been charged and sent to jail had they done this. I was reading the Bible which said that that a man sold that he may also weep.
6: Joe Scarborough, ladies and gentlemen, telling us what a crime is. A crime with a woman! Okay. There's Al Sharpton lecturing us about the Bible. It's hilarious. Oh, the hypocrisy. But it didn't really answer the question. Why are we handcuffing Donald Trump? Liberals don't seem to care at all as long as it happens, as long as Trump gets handcuffed. But in fact, there's plenty of evidence that Trump committed no crime in sending money to Stormy Daniels. We don't have to guess. Consider the case of former North Carolina Senator John Edwards. Edwards was often described as a fiery liberal, but in fact, he was a populist. He ran for president twice, and in the process, infuriated the leaders of the Democratic Party by talking way too much about income inequality. They really hated him for that. Long after Edwards left office, Barack Obama's DOJ charged him with federal finance violations. So the premise of the case against John Edwards was that he had received a million dollars in gifts, and that he spent that money in hush money payments to his mistress, with whom he later had a child. Obama's DOJ argued that the money that Edwards sent to his girlfriend amounted to campaign contributions. Edwards never reported that money, so Obama's DOJ tried to send him to prison. Well, in the end, the case fell apart under the weight of its own incoherence. So Obama's lawyers argued that any payment that could conceivably help a political candidate, politically, is by definition a campaign expenditure. There's no law that says that, by the way. They just made it up. But if you think about it for a second, it doesn't make sense. If that were true, flip it around. It would mean that candidates could use donor money and also taxpayer money in the form of federal matching funds to pay for any personal expense as long as that expense could conceivably benefit them politically. So candidates could take federal matching funds tax dollars to buy ferraris as long as they argued those ferraris would appear in campaign ads etc etc it, it, it's nonsensical so not surprisingly john edwards was acquitted in that case it was a humiliating defeat for the obama administration but it also sent a clear message and set a precedent which alvin bragg apparently is ignoring so we don't know that an indictment's coming as noted and if it does come we're not sure what it's going to say we haven't seen it But if Trump is indicted for sending money to Stormy Daniels, well, you'll be watching the abuse of law enforcement power. Oh, but you can't complain about it. Because as Congresswoman Maxine Waters has explained, political protests staged on behalf of Donald Trump are not constitutionally protected. They're domestic terrorism. Watch.
1: This is Donald Trump. Uh, sending messages out to domestic terrorists uh, that he's worked with and he helped to organize for oh the invasion God. of the Capitol on yeah, January that's ridiculous. 10. He's sending out a message to them to get ready to protest any arrests, uh, indictments, etc. that he may have. So he's basically uh, talking to the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, QAnon, KKK. Oh, my God. Oh, January six.
6: The only oh. organized group on January 6th was the FBI, of course. But consider the idea and where it's coming from. This is Maxine Waters. This is the lady who cheered on the L.A. race riots three decades ago. This is the very same person who just a few years ago said, and we're quoting, if you see anybody from the Trump cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in right. a gasoline station, she's very yep. old, get out and create a crowd. And you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere.
1: Yep.
6: Basically necklace them okay Maxine Waters but she's a democrat so these are this is just a civil rights exercise she's protected from domestic terrorism charges and Alvin Bragg is too he's a democrat and you should know we don't want to impugn his character or anything we don't want to suggest that there's a connection between politics and the indictment of Donald Trump but Alvin Bragg did run for office promising as a campaign promise to indict Donald Trump we're not guessing he gave televised interviews about it watch
7: all right, so newspaper reports today say we could expect to see an indictment to be handed down against Donald Trump soon. Any thoughts on how you would handle such a high-profile case?
0: Certainly throughout my career, I've gone wherever the facts have taken me. And the types of allegations that have been reported publicly, um, valuation of assets, um, uh, perhaps the use of, of, of shell companies, tax fraud. I, I did, I, I've done all these sort of cases. I've tried a mortgage fraud case. I've tried one of the most significant money laundering cases uh in the new york region so uh of all the candidates i sort of stand at the ready uh, with all the tools
6: in the toolkit yeah we're gonna go after trump and by the way he listed some real crimes there and they have spent years trying to pin those crimes on trump they even got his tax returns illegally uh and they found none of them not a defense of trump just true so we wind up with this which is piddling but what's interesting is even as bragg has been single-mindedly focused bragg a graduate of harvard college On Donald Trump and his crimes, sending money to a porn star, he has been not only ignoring real crimes, but downgrading felonies to misdemeanors and letting actual violent criminals out of jail as quickly as possible. On his first day in office, first day, Bragg, consistent with the ideas of the man who paid for his campaign, George Soros, issued a memo explaining his office will, quote, not seek a cursorial sentence except in cases involving homicides, economic crimes, and a small number of felonies. Now That was great news for people who commit violent felonies, including rapists like Justin Washington. Washington struck a deal with Bragg that allowed him to serve just 30 days in jail under the theory that his rape was really just second-degree coercion. So he got out quickly, and when he did, police say this same man sexually attacked five other people in the Bronx even tried to rape a homeless woman at 10 in the morning. Okay. So in another case, a career criminal who was arrested three times in four months for serious crimes, including assault and aggravated harassment, skipped court. And when police finally found him and hauled him to court, Bragg's Bragg's office let him go in January of last year. Guess what he did when he got out? He murdered a woman
2: a growing makeshift memorial in front of a New York City apartment building honoring Christina Yuna Lee after police say a man followed her home and attacked her, stabbing her to death. This security video obtained by NBC News appears to show Lee being followed by the suspect. When they arrived, the door was barricaded. When cops went into the apartment, investigators say they found the body of a 35-year-old woman, later identified as Lee in her bathroom, and the suspect covered in blood. Police say Osama now was arrested and charged with lee's murder this was his eighth arrest since may of 2021
6: what's interesting is that no one cares where's joe scarborough on that is he upset about it is his wife upset power to women right all the arch feminists who should be out there defending women they don't care at all so here you have a da who treats violent felonies like they're misdemeanors even when it gets people killed who's unleashing criminals on the population but then spending all of his time trying to destroy his political opponents in this case elevating a misdemeanor charge to the, a felony for the purpose of taking down trump now here's what we think if there is an indictment will form the core of the charge bragg seems to be alleging that trump violated new york's business record act by falsely reporting the payout to Stormy Daniels Daniels as, quote, legal fees. Now, if this were true, it would constitute a misdemeanor, and the statute of limitations has already run out for that, for the bookkeeping error, assuming it even happened. But Bragg apparently is thinking about charging Trump under a felony version of the business records laws, this records law, one that punishes businesses for falsifying records as a way to commit another separate crime. That would be the campaign finance violation, which, as we mentioned, was not a campaign finance violation, and we know that from the FEC, which polices campaign finance violations. And by the way, if it were, then that would be a federal crime, not something that Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, would be prosecuting. The whole thing doesn't make any sense at all. On a legal level, on a political level, it does, because Trump is running for president. So what's behind this? Is he acting alone? We may soon find out. Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, who sits in the House Judiciary Committee, is calling on Bragg to testify before the Congress. He wants to hear Bragg explain whether or not he's had any contact with the White House or the Biden DOJ. And if he has, maybe that will explain these charges. He also wants to know whether this prosecution will use any federal funds. Let's hope Alvin Bragg, who's committed to the rule of law, complies or is forced to comply very soon. But no matter what happens, if this indictment arrives, no matter who you voted for or plan on voting for, make no mistake, this is a turning point for the country. Now, the headline here is not that they're being unfair to Donald Trump again, though of course they are, or even that Trump is the former president of the United States. (laughs) Who cares? I mean, though as long as we are indicting retired presidents, where are the charges against George W. Bush for invading Iraq under false pretenses and giving permanent, normalized trade relations to China? which completely wrecked our economy. Where are those charges? Don't hold your breath. In Washington, wrecking your own country is not considered a crime. And of course, George W. Bush knows that well, which is why he doesn't seem worried at all. Criticizing the ruling class, that's what they indict you for. But either way, Donald Trump's former job as president of the United States is not really the point here. Yes, of course you can indict former presidents if they've done something wrong. That's not what this is about. The headline here is that there is... As noted, a presidential race in progress right now, and if you check the polls, you will find that Trump is leading the Republican field. That's the unprecedented thing, taking out your opponent using the justice system. If the Democratic Party is allowed to do this, allowed to crush the presidential frontrunner, the main threat to their power, with a bogus criminal case, where does that leave us? We're done, because that precedent will live forever. And voters will never again determine the outcome of a presidential election. It's remarkable when you think about it. So after all the yelling from permanent Washington about January 6th, and how it was a threat to our democratic norms and the peaceful transfer of power, they've decided to completely short circuit our democratic norms, not to mention the peaceful transfer of power using the courts and prosecutors.
1: You know, that is, um, I know that was lengthy. Folks, but good afternoon. That was Tucker Carlson last night. I think that that is a very significant part of this. Would they be doing this? And this comes at, I think, the heart of it. Um, at 154 on this Tuesday. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. If President Trump were... <sighs> Quietly relaxing, enjoying retirement in Southern Florida. W- would they be going after him if he were? If he said, you know, I'm I'm done with politics. I'm whatever he is. Is he 77? Right around there. I'm just going to enjoy my life. I have grandchildren. I, have, you know, I'm running my business. I'm, w- would they be going after him if? If that was going on or how much of this is because right now, and I read the poll numbers earlier, the people like it or not, he he is right now the front runner with the Republican Party by a lot. And but I, I so I, I think that's valid. I think that's valid. I think we know the answer to that. I I don't think, no, they wouldn't be going after him. Now, he stays in the spotlight. He does have some investigations going on. The Georgia one does seem uh, interesting. And depending on how they, they use the law. Now, I know that there are some people listening right now saying the only reason they're going after the guy is blah, blah, blah. But... Listen, the the Georgia situation and with Rudy and, uh, you know, there's I don't know if there's fire, but there's definitely there's definitely some smoke in the mix. I think that's fair, but I think that also is a reflection how President Trump has always operated, has always operated. So this portion of the John DePietro show, folks, it's brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Boy, the lounge was cranking with March Madness uh, activity this past weekend, and it'll be cranking up again for the Sweet 16 weekend. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, if you're out on this sunny Tuesday, first official day of spring, you could pop in the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road. In Lincoln, so going through um, some of the other latest news, the the race to replace Congressman Cicilline in CD one that seems to now watch the number of people that are now going to enter that race over the next thirty to sixty days because right now the biggest. Lack of a better term, but heavyweight happens to be Lieutenant Governor Matos with Helena Folks not running and, and also um, and obviously Speaker Sakachi not running. Hey, this is different. Firefighters battled an early morning blaze. Firefighters battled early morning blaze at the Massachusetts home owned by the son of Senator Elizabeth Warren. We'll see how that goes out. Hmm. Piers Morgan interviewed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. That's interesting. Interesting choice given his pre- previous relationship with Trump. And he's not based in the U.S. Piers Morgan put out, I spent over an hour yesterday interviewing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at the Governor mansion. We talked Trump, Biden, Ukraine. Um... Pierce Morgan is doing things for, um, he, he's doing some work for Fox Nation. So now there's also a minor scandal during a debate over a bill. A Rhode Island GOP lawmaker asked a Democrat colleague, are you a pedophile? So I don't know what was the question, the purpose of asking that. I know now as a result of that uh, there's different advocacy groups that are now going after the guy because the lawmaker he asked that question to happens to be uh, someone who is, it's my understanding, is openly gay. So, So that has led to that. But right now. Unless something changes, and you're going to hear more in the two o'clock news, it does not sound that. Um, <clears throat> it does not sound that President Trump is being indicted today. If anything, the grand jury is going to be convening, I think, again tomorrow. So, but as I said earlier, one element that's definitely happening is it is dominating the news cycle for the week it continues to be the the top story and nothing's even happened yet it certainly has drawn a lot of attention to the uh, grand jury you'll hear more about that coming up at the two o'clock news folks it's john DePietro. listen enjoy this tuesday wnri Winsocket. socket